When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fantasy football family, how y'all doing? It's Eugene. This is another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast uh, with my other host, Ike. You can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Genes. That's G-E-N-E-S. You can follow our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. And again, to the other hosts of the show, Ike, how y'all doing? How you feeling? Is Combine tomorrow? You know, I'm excited. How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. Um, yeah, man, I'm just looking forward to, you know, there's there's four there's four players that I want to see uh, do something at the combine. Um, Traylon Burks is number one. I just want to see him, you know, jump at the gym, run at the stadium. Mm-hmm. I want to see him, you know, shut all those haters up. You know, it's it's been a long time since we since we uh, heard. I'm old enough to remember that people hadn't ranked as their wide receiver five. Can you believe that? The wide receiver five. <laughs> Man, I think I want to say as of today, I think I saw Bucky on uh, NFL Network. I think he had him at five in his wide receiver I mean, rankings. I, I mean, imagine believing somebody. You know, four other wide receivers in this in this class are better than Traylon Burks. Now, look, it's a deep class, and we'll we'll, we'll touch on you know wide receivers you know later at a, you know at a later date. But just in general, like, yeah, it's, it's just it's it's mind boggling. And then when you know, like again, when he when he shuts all these um you know these these naysayers up saying yo he's not fast enough or this that and the other, it's uh, it's going to be a show. He's going to put on a show. Um, and then, you know, the three running backs, you know, Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller and Kenneth Walker, um, you know, hopefully they do something at the combine and um, curious to see, you know, where, you know, um, you know, how they how they perform. And so I'm looking forward to seeing you know those guys, you know, do their thing at the combine. Yeah, uh, just quick notes tomorrow. Uh, the tight ends, quarterbacks and wide receivers are going to get active. So uh, some of the notable uh, names uh, we saw, uh, Justin Ross is not going to be uh, running. I believe he might, I can't remember if he's not doing anything, but I know for sure he's not running. Uh, uh, Malik Sleeper. Willis, he's not doing, Sleeper he's right not, there, he's not, yeah, Malik Willis is not running. Um, those are the ones I can think of right away. Um, and then Friday, you got the O-linemen and running backs. Uh, so that should be definitely should be interesting. I know if, for sure for C- uh, Isaiah Spiller, because, you know, there's a lot of if you look at the Twitter space, there's a lot of people that um, don't rate him that high because he was sharing the backfield with a with a track athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday, you got the D linemen and the linebackers. I really, really interested to see how Nicobe Dean from Georgia, how he oh, tests. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, they said that he has a 41 inch vertical from what I heard. So I definitely want to see the type of explosion that he uh, he's going to be able to show. Uh, There's something in the water in Georgia, bro. There's something in the water there <laughs> down there, man. They, they, they produce some like animals. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, also, also, uh, I know uh, Matt Corral, he's not going to be doing anything. He's saving everything for the pro day because uh, he said he's still Smart. recovering. Uh, yeah. uh, Drake London. Then he's also not doing anything because he's still recovering uh, from his ankle surgery. But he said his pro day, he'll be be ready to go. And I believe uh, Evan Neal, the uh, the top rated tackle from AM, also saying he's not doing anything. And you, you'll see what he does at the combo uh, at his pro day. Business also, so decisions. one thing, I, business decision. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, thanks to uh, the wake up sponsors, uh, Prize Picks. If you've been paying attention, that they got combine uh, uh, numbers. 40 times and bench presses. I, I don't want to mess with the bench presses, but the forties, I, I, I want to, I'm taking a good guess at some of those. Did you dabble in any of those? I'm I'm, I'm going to do that. That was, that was one thing I was going to do when I got off the show is just take a look at some of those lines and, uh, and start smashing. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I got a little, uh, got a little, uh, flex play, uh, winnings last night from NBA. Um, you know, LeBron James <laughs> didn't, didn't have his last assist. Otherwise it would have been a really, really good night for me. Um, mm. so, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to take a look and, and see what I can find and see what I can uh, come up with. Yeah. Um, I know those lines had came out early on um, Monday evening. Um, and they, they had some like really, really like good numbers, like where you could have been smashing, but they quickly like bumped those, those got better really quick. Um, uh, but like, oh, yeah. for instance, yeah, like, I'm sure I'm sure that they, they, they realize <laughs> the error of their ways. You know, there's like, oh, yeah. shit, this, this is free money that we're giving to people. Yeah. Let me, let's, let's, let's juice it up a little bit. Let's juice it up a little right. bit. I get so, it. But like, like there was one like Malik Willis before he said he wasn't going to be running. His, his uh, 40 time was uh, four, uh, four, uh, four, three, nine or four, three, seven, something like that. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, my. Ain't goodness. no, wh- ain't no ain't way, no way. He running that. But yeah, uh, I think some of the lines are still pretty good even till now. So yeah, definitely take a look at those. Like for instance, they got like Rashad White running back from uh, Arizona State at 446. Uh, uh, Brian Robinson running back from Alabama for 456. Uh, I don't know about that mm-hmm. one. Uh, Jahan Dotson at 439. That one's a little questionable, I think, because so uh, just quick note, uh, before the season, they said that he, that he was clocked at, uh, four, three, three, which was mm-hmm. the second fastest time ever, uh, at Penn state, uh, b- just behind KJ Hamler. And just think about Jahan Dotson ran his 40 time faster than, uh, allegedly ran it faster. Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons ran his at four, three, nine at the combine last year. Yeah. And think about it. Also, you got to think about, uh, when, when you hear about these 40 times, alleged 40 times, these are not laser times. These are handheld. Yeah, hand, so, hand you know, times, you yeah. know, you know, laser usually puts us some humbling. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's I don't I mean, to me, I don't think he's a four, three, nine guy just based on seeing him play in real time. But I mean, he's been training like everybody else. So you you never know. But I definitely think some of these some of these you know, uh, lines are good. You know, another another place that just produces like freak athletes is Penn State as of late. Like, bro, you know, they, they had Saquon, they, you know, they had Micah Parsons, uh, Owe, the defensive end. He ran yep. a 4 3 yep. 6 last yeah. year. The pro day. Yeah. <laughs> 4 3 6. A D lineman. A D lineman. Defensive end. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Mike, Mike Gesicki, he was, he was a, a hell of an athlete coming out. Obviously, KJ Hamler, Bark, obviously, Saquon Barkley. I mean, they they are just churning out athletes, bro. I think they had a yeah, safety man. that ran like a four three 
uh, a couple years ago, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his uh, name. But yeah, they did. He escapes but yeah, man, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, they, they, they are, something's in the water down there in Happy Valley, bro. Cause, uh, I need to, <laughs> we need to figure it We need to, we need to get to the bottom of that shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> but to, to get to the, the meat of the show, uh, this episode, we're doing running back tears. And before we start, I need to preface cause l- last week, for whatever reason, I got ahead of myself and I said, dynasty, um, quarterbacks when we did last week and i actually put my dynasty quarterback rankings instead of my my redraft so i know after the show at some point i'm gonna post i need to repost and actually post my my redraft rankings so again these are redraft uh rankings so this week we're doing uh this episode we're doing uh running back tier so um yep. you know again we're just gonna kind of go back and forth in terms of who we had in our in our tiers and like why we had them there and just you know go down the list and we'll we we did up to we did up to thirty six. We might not get up to thirty six while we're talking, but we want to yeah. hit at least the top like eighteen or so. You know, kind of break down what we doing and kind of run down the list at the end, depending on how much time we have. So, yeah. let's go ahead and get it started. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, just yeah, just real quick though. Um, you know, just real quick about a quick note about running backs in general. Um, you know what we've seen over the you know historically, um, especially um twenty twenty one. You know as if you, if you're a running back, you're getting a lot of volume. Uh, your chances of scoring fantasy points are really uh, relatively high. I mean, there's there's a strong correlation, strong correlation with you know uh, you know high volume um, equals high fantasy production. Um, 2021 was no exception. Uh, you know of the let's say you know we had one two about ten we had ten running backs that had you know at least 270 touches, and none of the running backs in the, on this on this list finished no you know finished worse than RB14, um, and the and then the RB14 missed a couple of games uh, due to injury. So I mean it's you know you you range from RB1 overall obviously Jonathan Taylor you know to RB14 which is Dalvin Cook you know he missed a couple of games but you know if you if you're getting a lot of touches you know chances are you know you're you're in pretty good shape you know, your fantasy squads are in pretty good shape. Um, and these are mostly non-ambiguous backfields. So you you yep. know who the entrenched starter is. You know they're going to get volume. You know you know they're going to get work. Um, there's you know you, you kind of have to be careful with you know with, with the with the more ambiguous backfields uh, so they don't yep. burn you. Um, you know like you know you you draft let's say you drafted you know Clyde Edwards Alaire um, at the RB14 last year. Uh, he obviously mm-hmm. did not return that value at all. Um, and, you know, he was, you know, ineffective, hurt. Uh, Darrell Williams outproduced him. Even Jarek McKinnon yeah. outproduced him at some yeah. point. This season, even Derek Gore had a couple of good games. Um, you know, uh, Miles Gaskin in Miami, you know, he was, he had, he had, he, he had a pretty, uh, a pretty solid roller coaster <laughs> of a time. <laughs> right. I mean, he had a, a really, really good game. And in the next game, he would get zero points. Um, and then later in the season, he got outproduced by Duke Johnson. So, you know, there's a bunch of these different. And then, you know, there was a lot of hype about Zach Moss in the offseason leading up to the year. And then Devin Singletary takes over as the primary back. We'll talk more about Devin Singletary um, later on um, in the show. But, you know, as just general rule of thumb, you know, you you want to target these running backs that are getting a lot of touches and a lot of volume um, because chances are, you know, your fantasy teams are going to be um, pretty stable and pretty, uh, you know, set up for for a lot of success. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's one thing for sure. Um, when you're dealing with, re- with redraft is that you want to you want to attack the, the the players that get the that you know they're going to get the most opportunity because once you start getting past that, like that running back 14, 15, where it gets a little 
sketchy. That's pretty much where you get in the the RB dead zone. Dead zone. You're like proverbial RB dead zone. Yeah, the around the the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round is where you get in that zone where you're like, oh shit, do I got to take uh, Josh Jacobs or I need to take a wide receiver? Dang, do I need to take Miles Gaskins or do I need to take a tight end around eight? So, so the, yeah, the worst instance of that RB dead zone. Um, you know, you don't want to like you know another reason why you don't want to end up in that dead zone is. Um, Look no further than last year. Mike Davis, he was a popular RB dead zone pick. Didn't pan out whatsoever. And players that are going around that range, Cooper Cup, <laughs> the wide receiver <laughs> one overall. Yeah. Uh, so it just kind of gives you a glimpse as to, you know, yeah, that's that's a, that's a range you, that you generally want to avoid if you can, especially in redraft. Yeah. But I mean, we'll get into more on strategy as we get closer to uh, the 2022 season. So, but right now, you know, let's go ahead and start talking about our, our, our running backs and how we tiered them. So go ahead and start us up for us. How you got, how you got your first tier for us. Hey, my first tier has, uh, has four running backs in it. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, um, CMC and uh, Austin Eckler. Uh, I okay. have, so obviously, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Kind of goes without saying he was the he was the RB king in, in 2021, RB1 overall, had 18 plus fantasy points um in 12 games, scored 20 touchdowns. Um only only running back that was within 70 fantasy points of him was the RB2 overall, Austin Eckler. Um, so you know, Jonathan Taylor, that kind of goes without saying, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Christian McCaffrey while I have him in this first year. I know a lot of people are kind of down on him and kind of sour on him because of his injuries. Last two last two seasons, he's only played 10 games. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it it's, a, it's definitely a cause for concern, but at the same time as injuries aren't necessarily, you know, super debilitating. I mean, they're just kind of, you know, you know, lower, there's some lower body injuries, you know, hamstring injury, ankle sprain, thigh bruise, uh, shoulder injury, um, nothing that required any like major surgeries, right? No, no torn meniscus, no ACL tear, you know, not, uh, you know, broken angle, none of that. But these are just these are injuries that guys can generally just you know kind of come back from. I think it was just ultimately bad luck um, over the last couple of years for Christian McCaffrey when he's when he's on the field and when he's healthy. Uh, he has a twenty five points per game uh, <laughs> in his range of outcomes. Yeah, I mean, and just put just to put things into perspective, Jonathan Taylor averaged twenty you know, 22 fantasy points per game last year and having the awesome season that he did um, and, you know, scoring all those touchdowns. Um, you know, McCaffrey catches a lot more passes, scores less touchdowns and averages more fantasy points. So he'll, he'll, he can do more for you um, on a week to week basis um, than, than Jonathan Taylor can, uh, you know, just overall, like, you know, running and catching um, McCaffrey still averaged 18 fantasy points per game while he was out there last year. Um, you know, that's, that's still pretty damn good. That was still top, you know, top five, right. You know, still top five in the, um, in, in the NFL. So uh, I think when he's fully healthy, uh, he's, he's a stud. And I think, um, he may return. He, he may be coming from that, for that RB one crown, uh, once again this year, if he, you know, again, remains healthy, um, they'll probably scale back his touches just a little bit. I'm sure, um, because of the injuries, uh, Chuba Hubbard kind of, you know, he, he, he proved that he can kind of step in and, and shoulder a little bit of the load. He was okay. Yeah. Got out produced yeah. by Abdullah towards the end of the season, but you know, he had a couple of good games here and there where he was, ser- where he was serviceable enough, um, you know, to, you know, to, to help out uh, CMC. So, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of why if I, I have CMC in this tier, I think he, he's still a tier one running back regardless of the injuries that we've seen. 
So for me, I only had two. I, I and I wanted to put CMC. I wanted to put Cook, but um, I just felt like these two were were just better. Like so, my first, my two were Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you pretty much listed all the reasons he was the best running back in the league. First and touchdowns, first and red zone carries. I mean, red zone touches. Uh, first yeah. in fantasy points per game. Uh, first in juke rate. First in evaded tackles. Like he, I mean, he was just a monster. Um, and then number two, uh, the other one in this tier was Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was pretty much the RB one up until what two weeks after he got hurt. Um, he he no, had the most rushing. That. I think I think no, it took in in terms of in terms of uh, fantasy points per game. He uh, I think it took two weeks. Now he got hurt week eight. He led the league in rushing until week eleven. He led the league yeah, in, right. in most ru- running uh, rushing attempts until re- week thirteen, which is just wild because in the midst of yeah, this, that's right. that was Jonathan Taylor going his having averaging a hundred touch hundred yards and a touchdown every game, and he was yep. still leading in front of him. Um, but for Derrick Henry, he was number two in, oppor- in opportunity share at eighty five point seven percent, which is a ridiculous number for for a running back. That just lets you know that. Anytime, if you look in the backfield, it's him back there. It's not anybody else. So, yeah, I just feel comfortable with with uh, the Titans going going to go right back in the well with him. I mean, we saw it in the playoff game. Like he just came out from his foot injury, and they pretty much just gave him they gave him a lot of a lot more touches than I would would expect. And yeah. I just feel like that, I mean, him having more time to you know heal up uh, in the off season. I just feel like they're just gonna go back to uh, you know. Everything as usual. So uh, that was my my first tier. Um, oh, tier two, uh, I have four quarterback, uh, four running backs: uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, CMC, Najee Harris, and Austin Eckler. So why well, have these people here? These people are another a group of versatile running backs that can they can run and they can catch the ball. Very good at, at receiving, uh, as we I mean as we all saw this past season uh, for Dalvin. Um, I mean, he's on, he's at age 26. So he's in that range where like we're on, we're teetering like, all right, this could be his last year of elite production, depending on you know how his body holds up and what the new staff, how they, they view him and how they want to use him. But uh, for Dalvin, he was number five in opportunity to share just under 80%. Uh, he was number four in snap share, number five in carries. I mean, when he plays, he doesn't really share the rock. So this at is all. another... Yeah, so this is another oper- this is another back where you know when he's playing, then there's nobody else in the way. So uh, that's why I have him in my tier two. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, you laid everything out. He's only played ten games since he signed that new contract, but when he's played, I mean, he's like you say, he's averaged twenty five points per game. Like he's <laughs> he's crazy. I mean, he had a nineteen he had nineteen percent target share last year, and he only played six games. <laughs> Like that's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't even yeah. make like literally doesn't make sense how how much of a monster uh, Christian McCaffrey is. When uh, he's Najee on the Harris, field, he's easy. So yeah, uh, for Najee, I mean, we saw the vo- just the sheer volume for a rookie running back because uh, of the sieve called uh, Big Ben couldn't do anything. Uh, he was number one in opportunity share at eighty six percent. I mean, again, this is another. Another running back where if he was in the game, if he was healthy, then nobody else was touching a rock. Uh, number two in snap share, number one in RB targets, and number two in carries. So just, I mean, he was a workhorse as a rookie. 
and I'm sure they're not going to shy away from that uh, this coming year. Uh, definitely, if we don't even know, if they don't even know who their quarterback is going to be, if they are out here touting Mason Rudolph, then you know he's going to be, you know he's going to get a lot of a lot of touches again this year. So. Uh, yeah, and then just, just go. Real, real quick, real sorry, real quick on, on Najee Harris. Like I know I mentioned, I mentioned this on the uh, on the on um, on the Kaluma and Jones show uh, many months ago. That um, shout out to those boys. Holla at y'all, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the Najee Harris Pittsburgh thing was literally the worst kept secret in in the NFL <laughs> last year. Um, like from from day one, they had been tipping their hand that they were going to draft Najee Harris. And then in, in in preseason, they had been tipping their hand that he's going to be the only, you know, the primary guy is going to be getting all the touches. And then what happened? 381 touches. That's the most to buy a rookie since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2001. He's, you know, like you said, he's on the field over 80% of the time and he had 74 catches. And I think that led the league uh, last year so, uh, yep. at, at the running back position. So yep. it's just, I mean, you know, again, sheer volume. Uh, we we don't obviously we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation, but he's he's locked in three down back. Um, you know, he didn't get he did, he didn't get injured. Uh, he seems he seemed he seemed to be you know holding up pretty well. He's a little bit of an older prospect, and I guess that's probably a really really good reason why he he was able to hold up and get all and absorb all those touches and all that punishment. Um, so. Look, you know, the sky's the limit for him. I think he has maybe three or four good years, if, if especially if he continues at this pace before he starts, you know, kind of going down, um, going, you know, going down a, you know, that proverbial RB cliff. So, yep. yeah, uh, again, worst kept secret for Pittsburgh. I mean, we knew from from day one what they were, <laughs> they were going to draft Najee Harris and they were going to just feed him and feed him and feed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the last running back I have is Austin Eckler. Uh, the reason why I had him in the second tier is, uh, uh, is because, first off, he scored uh, 20 touchdowns last season, uh, which was tied with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, 35% of his points came from touchdowns alone. Uh, so I just, you know, you just expect, you just want to already want to factor in some kind of regression on top of the already coach speak saying that they were going to, you know, cut back on his workload from the previous season because he was dealing with uh, small minor injuries. But uh, I mean, overall, he was number one in receiving yards, fourth and fourth in yards care, uh, created with a 60% rush share. So um, the one thing that's on his side is that if they don't really bring any a viable uh, backup, because uh, Justin Jackson's is a, a free agent, then I mean, again, he could he could be seeing at least a sixty percent rush share again this coming season. But I mean, we'll see what they do um, in the coming weeks because you know we got free agency coming up. So, yeah. what you got for your t- your tier two? Yeah, just w- one last thought on, on on Austin Eckler. The one thing that he had going from this year was that he was finally getting you know goal line rushes or you know yeah. attempts inside the five. He was top five. He was just outside the top five in attempts and yards, or attempts yeah. and touchdowns. Um, so you know that's one thing that we can you know um, hopefully that can continue. He had twenty one and a half fantasy points per game uh, last year, and but again you know he, he got a lot of touchdowns. Um, so we'll see if there if there's uh, some regression um, that takes place there. Um, so uh, my tier two, I have I have nine running backs in tier two. I have a lot of t- I have a lot of running backs Ooh. in this tier. It's headed. It starts off with Dalvin Cook. You've already laid out, you know, you pretty much your your case. Um, you know, it's twenty two touches per game. 
nobody gets nobody else gets the rock um you know that that 44 point game that he had or 50 point game that he had against pittsburgh on thursday oh, yeah, night the, the show the injured shirt the, shoulder the, game the, the, the vibranium shoulder <laughs> game yeah uh, you know that that still sticks out to the back of my sticks out in my mind like he is a, a, a stud you know whenever he's on the field at any given moment in time he can you know take the you know take the rocks to the crib then after him, I got Joe Mixon. I got Joe Mixon uh, as my second running back in this tier. Um, he finishes the RB four overall, RB seven in PP, you know, points per game. Um, he averaged just shy of tw- just you know just around twenty one touches per game and scored sixteen touchdowns. And I think he had like three or four multiple multi touchdown games. Um, so he was a touchdown machine in his own right. Um, he had seven games with at least seventeen and a half fantasy points. Um, you know this you know this past year. Um, you know, he topped 17 fantasy points per game um, for the fifth straight year. Um, sorry, that's not that's sorry, that's, that's the wrong parts. My bad. Um, so, you know, he yeah, it, again, you know, Joe Mixon, like he had a he had his, had his breakout year, I think uh, in 2019 or 2018. I think he had another 1100 yard game. So he's, you know, he's or 1100 yard season. So, you know, I think, you know, with with his volume, the only thing that we we don't have a um you know, we 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 like to see a little bit more of is his usage in the passing game. Um, he he only got he only averaged you know maybe three targets per game, which is not what we want to see. We know he can catch the ball. We've seen him catch the ball, you know, countless yeah. times, right? So I mean, it's you know having Samaj JP riding those downs because it's a package or whatever the case may be. The the Bengals coach has got to stop that. Joe Mixon's the three down back. He's proven it. Um, continue to feed him the rock. Um, but you know, twenty one touches. I mean. You, you, you you would like to see a little bit more, but it's 21 touches you can live with. Um, and that's why he was the RB4 overall. Uh, my next person is my next running back is Alvin Kamara. Um, he was the RB6 in points per game. Um, he's averaging 95 yards per season for the fifth straight year. Um, but he is coming off of a down year as it, as it pertains to catching the ball. Um, as you know, after he had, you know, his start to start his NFL career, he had at least 81 catches in every single season prior to this past, uh, yeah, 81, 81, 81, and then 83, and then only 47 in this year. So, um, you know, Alvin Kamara, he's still, you know, still locked in, you know, locked in, um, you know, number one running back for the Saints. And, you know, it doesn't seem like that offense is going to change too much, even with Breeze retiring and all the, uh, well, Breeze, Breeze retired last year. But even with, you know, the quarterback situation they had last year, he was still the featured guy there. Um, so I don't see too much changing on that front. Um, Najee Harris is my next guy. I and mean, he, he, we, we kind of touched on him already. Um, but, you know, I want to, I want to talk about, um, I have Nick Chubb after that. And then I have Saquon Barkley um, in this tier. Now okay. Saquon Saquon's in this tier only for the for the for the simple fact that he has an he has an RB one overall season on his resume, and I refuse to give up on a guy that has that type of resume. And even in 2019, I think he was like top five in points per game. Um, I think he missed he, he only missed like two games with a high ankle sprain, and then you know at the end of the season he won you he won your fantasy leagues for you with that 50 point game against Washington. Um, you know, week 16. So I think Saquon Barkley, like he was, you know, if you, if you really look back at uh, the 2021 season and, you know, they were bringing him along slowly, they were, they were starting to ramp him up and he was starting to, he was starting to get ramped up, right? He was still, he he was starting to return back to form. I think there was a, a game against the saints, uh, where they won, where he had a uh, a go route against Marshawn Lattimore or a corner and, and, and pretty much smoked him. 
and then cut back and cut, cut back against the grain and score like a 50 yard touchdown pass, a 50 yard touchdown reception. So you saw, I mean, that's, that's, you know, he's still, he still has that, um, you know, that type of playmaking ability. And I, and I, and I feel like he still belongs in the in, in tier two. He just had bad injury luck with that, with that freak ankle injury. It doesn't, doesn't mean he's injury prone. It's just, you know, he, he uh he was air mailed a, a slant pass and he got he stepped on somebody's foot <laughs> you know so it, it's it's just it's just bad injury luck and rounding out this tier i have antonio gibson um who was rb11 and he had 300 touches um this past year so you know you, you like to see a lot of um, and, and that's the one thing that we wanted to see from antonio gibson was him you know getting a lot more volume a lot more touches and he saw that and he finished rb11 and then and then uh, finally at david montgomery um, and he had four games of at least 17 and a half uh, fantasy points per game of uh, fantasy points. Um, you know, he had at least a 72, uh, you know, 73% opportunity share, which was fifth in the NFL. Um, and then in uh, 73% uh, rush share, which is eighth in the NFL snaps. He was third at 75% and target share. He was 10. So, you know, David Montgomery is still a workhorse for Chicago. Um, I know they may see, they may get um, Tariq Cullen back next year. And uh, Khalil Herbert was pretty, you know, pretty solid um, in, yep. in spot duty last year. So we'll see if they, you know, you know, divvy up the touches a little bit more. But as of right now, I mean, I like David Montgomery um, to round out this tier. Interesting. Interesting. Because some of these running backs you have, I have them a couple of tiers lower, uh, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and get off. Uh, get us start with with your tier three. Tier three is going to start with uh, everybody's favorite. Uh, Javante Williams. <laughs> Javante Williams yeah. begins tier yeah. three. Um, you know, he finishes the RB 17 while splitting time with Melvin Gordon. And we'll talk about a little bit. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Melvin Gordon later on. Um, he averaged 19 and a, 19 fantasy points per game um, in games where he, sorry, he averaged 19 fantasy points um, in games where he had at least 16 touches. Uh, and, hmm. you know, when Melvin Gordon was out with injury, he finished as the RB one overall, like everybody predicted, right? Everybody yeah. was saying, Oh, Javante Williams rocket ship emojis, yep. <laughs> and and he and he delivered like he delivered. I mean, can you can you like remember the last time you know running back delivered like that? Like everybody's anti- literally anticipating a guy going off, and he actually he actually goes off. Um, pretty rare, right? Pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, um, also you know his calling card going back to college, um, missed, you know, breaking tackles, right? He he led the he led he led the NCAA in, in uh, you know missed tackles force per carry comes into the NFL does it and you know missed he led the NFL and missed tackles force per carry in, um, this past year so um, Melvin Gordon is his status in Denver is up in the air um, should he you know the only reason I have I, the only reason I don't have Javante Williams a little bit higher is because of you know the uncertainty with Melvin Gordon because he may they may resign him there's a possibility that they might resign Melvin Gordon. Um, yeah, he said he wants they, to come back. So he, he wants to come back, and you know, maybe they're both sides are willing to, you know, to kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, concede something um, in the uh, at the negotiating table to bring him back to Denver. So uh, if that's the case, then you know, maybe he, you know, stays in this tier, um, and then you know, if Melvin Gordon leaves in twenty twenty three, then he'll he'll definitely be, um, you know, a tier maybe two tiers uh, above. But that's that's where I have him right now. And the next I have Aaron Jones. 
Um, Aaron Jones, he's still a talented guy. Um, I'm still really, really high on him. Even, even how, even if, you know, he was splitting, you know, car- splitting time with AJ Dillon and they're starting to, you know, kind of ramp up his carries a little bit more um, than I would like, but Hey, he's effective. You know, he's effective. You know, he's, you know, he's, he was, he was on the field. Right. So, um, you know, Aaron Jones, despite all that, he's still top six in rush yards since 2019. Um, so he's still, um, you know, making the most of his touches, and his opportunities um, as he gets them, um, I guess, you know, you know, he, he, he averaged 15 fantasy points per game. And, that, and this is when he's splitting time with AJ Dillon and not getting as many opportunities as, you know, uh, you know, a primary, run, you know, number one running back would get. So, you know, he's always been efficient uh, dating back to his, you know, rookie year. Um, that's, you know, that's a huge reason why he's, he's viewed so highly or it was viewed so highly, not probably not as much as um, these days be, because of the emergence of AJ Dillon, but I, I still, um, I think Aaron Jones is a, is a pretty solid back. And then um, I have Elijah Mitchell um, um, after this one, ap- after Aaron Jones, um, you know, he's, he's the lead back in, uh, in, in a run heavy offense in San Francisco. Um, he averaged, you know, 15 fantasy points per game, 21 touches, um, you know, set you know seventh with you know seventh and twenty one you know twenty one touches per game. Um, had a, had a hundred scrimmage hundred scrimmage yards in seven games, um, and with Trey Lance coming in uh, twenty in twenty twenty two, hopefully being the starter, and they stop you know with this Jimmy Garoppolo nonsense. I don't know if he's going to be <laughs> traded, but you know he's he's gone. Uh, Trey Lance should open a lot more uh, wider run lanes for uh, Elijah Mitchell with his you know dual threat ability. Um, so. You can only see, you you know you, you can only hope that uh you know this you know the sky's the sky's the limit for this guy, um so I I feel like um you know Elijah Mitchell is is primed and ready for takeoff, and just rounding out this tier I have Cam Akers, um he's he firmly entrenched as the uh, as the starter in the, uh in, in with the in, with the Rams with the uh, you know Sony Michelle um, being a free agent. I'm not sure of the contract status of Darrell Henderson. I think he's I think he'll be back, but he's I think I think he'll be back. I'll have to look at that. Uh, I'll have to, to confirm that. Um, and then I have Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, he's you know he, he finishes overall RB six, and he was off to a pretty solid start in twenty um, you know twenty twenty one before tearing his PCL in week four, week five. He was averaging ninety yards per game, um, and you know since twenty nineteen he's fourth in the NFL in rushing yards, um, behind you know Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Nick Chubb. Um, we'll have to see, you know, what what the Cowboys do with Zeke this offseason. It looks like all signs are pointing to him coming back and them keeping him um, at that high, you know, eighteen point two million uh, cap hit. Because um, I think trading him or releasing him will will lead to like maybe like a thirty million dollar dead money charge or something like that. Something yeah, ridiculously some, high. some ridiculous yeah. So he he should be back with that in Dallas for at least one more year. Um, and you know he he gets a lot of volume if he just stays healthy and. You know, I, me personally, I think they should scale back his carries and, and, and have Tony Pollard on the field a little bit more. But um, yeah. that's that's another discussion for another day. Another day. <laughs> um, and just rounding right. out, yeah, and just rounding it out, it's Josh Jacobs and uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, Fournette, free agent. Uh, we don't know where he's going to go um, if he's going to stay in Tampa Bay. But he did finish with the RB seven. Um, it's exceeded a lot of people's expectations this past year, including mine. But I've always been, a, you know, a fan of Leonard Fournette, so um, you know we'll we'll see where he lands um, this off season. So um, that's that rounds out my tier three. Okay, all right. So for me, my tier three uh, starts off the same way as yours uh, with Javante Williams. I mean, we saw him again, like you said. He basically had a fifty percent rush share with uh, 
with Melvin Gordon and uh, he looked good. I mean, he had a, a little over 900 yards, number six in, in yards created with such a, with such what 200 carries or so. So he's very efficient yeah. and it did work. And I mean, again, like the one thing that was always highlighted with him was the uh, ability to make people miss. Uh, he definitely showed that uh, his rookie season. Uh, my second uh, running back was Joe Mixon. Uh, the reason, really the reason why I didn't have him in the second tier was, was part of like how they kind of deployed him at random times and, random games where he'll get targets in the passing game and we everybody knows he can he can catch a rock and then all of a sudden you just see Samaje Prerine taking all the third down work and it doesn't make any sense like yeah, I don't I, I don't get it he had 16 touchdowns this past season believe it or not but for whatever reason Zach, yeah but for whatever reason Zach Taylor I, I don't I, He's a pretty good pass blocker, so I don't get why he doesn't want to use him in a in in, in third down uh, conversion uh, times. But um, but he's I mean he's still pretty high my eighth overall running back. I mean he's tied to elite offense. So if all else fails, that he's gonna get the op- sheer opportunities just because you, you got to worry about Chase, you got to worry about Higgins, you got to worry about uh, Tyler Boyd. So. Um, my next running back was Alvin Kamara. Um, I would have put him in my second tier because, like you said, I mean, he's 95 total yards per game is a crazy amount for for anybody. Um, he averaged 18 points this past season. Uh, he had the lowest uh, carry, uh, the lowest yards per carry in his career this year. Uh, the O-line wasn't as good. The quarterback play wasn't as good, so he faced more more stack boxes, uh, his low, his lowest career in, uh, receptions, uh, receiving yards, but he did have the most carries for his career. Also, uh, he yep. still finishes RB eight. Like you said, he was top six in snap share opportunity, share carries, targets, red zone touches and first in target share. So the touches were there. Just, he just, he just needed better opportunity, uh, regardless if it was the line or, uh, you know, the poor quarterback, play that he uh he he had to suffer through um my next running back was was cam Akers. i mean you kind of highlighted some of it but the main thing is that i mean he came he comes back from an injury in miraculous time and he right away gets like way more work than anybody ever expected so yeah (laughs) yeah if we know uh if we know mcveigh is that if he believes in a running back he's gonna he's gonna give him plenty of opportunities um to to show what he can do, and I believe that uh, this coming season, when he when he's like fully healthy, you know, he's still getting acclimated, getting hit, playing live football. So, and then plus the O line wasn't run blocking wise was not good, uh, especially at the end of the season. So hopefully they can get that shirt up, and you know we we get to see Cam Akers. My next running back was actually DeAndre Swift. I'm surprised that I didn't see you on see him uh, pop up on your list already. Uh, oh yeah, no, but, he was, he's in my tier two. I just didn't, I just didn't. Okay, uh, I didn't talk. About oh, okay, him. He, okay, he was right okay, after. The, he was right after <laughs> Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so for you know, Swift, DeAndre I mean, Swift is a stud, by the way, guys. I, yeah. <laughs> I, he's, he's, he's in my he's in my tier two. I just didn't talk about him, but we'll we'll post yeah. these you know after the show. So so, so yeah. don't fret. Uh, so the reason why I had him quote-unquote lower or in this tier three is because like the actual like him running the the ball he was his pff grade um 
his rush grade was 61.3, which was 47th out of 49 running backs that, that had at least a hundred carries. So watching him run the ball was bad, but receiving wise, he was, he was out of this world in terms of receiving when they threw to him. He uh, had an 18% target share, which was third as running backs, fourth in targets, 57% uh, opportunity share, which is kind of low for somebody that we highly regard. Um, I mean, mainly because, you know, Dan Campbell, he just, he, he believed in Jamal Williams and when Jamal Williams wasn't there, then he believed in Craig Reynolds, Craig and, Reynolds. and whoever backs that he just got from the scrap heap. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's the only thing that I really marked down his, his vision kind of lacked and he kind of in a shared kind of backfield kind of situation, but hopefully, hopefully it gets cleared up um, this coming season. So, yeah, you know, the funny thing about Swift is like, there was a couple of games where he, a couple of games where he just ripped off long runs for touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he like did. Against Cleveland. Yeah. Like he had that run, he had that run and he ripped off. Yeah. He, he was, he torched Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. He had a 30 plus yard run against Seattle late in the season. Like he, I mean, we, we know that he's, he's capable, but his, yeah, like you said, his rush grade was, was surprisingly bad, shockingly bad. Um, yeah. But you know, hopefully that, you know, that, you know, he's, he's only in his, what is third, is this the second year or third year? Going yeah, into he'd be going year. to his third year. Yeah. Yeah. Going into his third year. So uh, hopefully, you know, we, we see, we see him take a leap in that, in, in, in that department. Yeah. And then the last back that rounds up my, um, uh, my tier three is uh Saquon. Um, you know, again, we've seen, we've seen the, I, I feel like everybody's like holding up for that hope to see that Saquon that we, that we've seen already. It's just, he's had the bad luck of, you know, the, the stupid ankle injury, him recovering from the ACL, uh, dealing with a bad line, uh, bad uh, offensive coordinator, you know, just a bad situation overall. Uh, I mean, one telling stat for me was the fact that he was number three uh, in running backs that faced at least eight man boxes <laughs> at 25 percent of the time that he rushed the rock. He saw a, a, at least an eight man box. So, yeah. I don't know what you expect a running back to do when you're facing eight man, that many people. Eight-man box with a shitty, uh, shitty O-line. Good luck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, see, that's all the more reason why I don't have, I don't believe that he's washed. I just think that he's, you know, he, he's had bad luck and he's surrounded by a shit team and a shit, you know, uh, you know, you know, just shit around him. So, yeah, um, I, I think, I think he'll be, he'll be healthy going into this year and um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, you know, glimpses of the old Saquon, at least in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, hopefully, we'll see, we'll you know, see. Dable, we'll see what Dable does. I know he yeah. he he likes throwing the rock, but let's see if he can get creative in terms of, you know, getting getting this weapon, uh, the rock. So now the tier four, my tier four, this group is like, I feel like they're all kind of similar. Like these running backs, they're good runners, decent runners, but they don't really get utilized in the passing game. Uh, for some people, it's a little more confusing than others. Uh, but my first back was Nick Chubb. Uh, averaged a little over 15 fantasy points per game. He was top five in yards per touch, juke rate, evaded tackles, yards created. Uh, but again, he doesn't really do too much in the passing game because they had Kareem Hunt. Hopefully, if Hunt, if they let him go, uh, if they don't resign him, that then we maybe we might see a little bit more work from uh, from Chubb in in the passing game. Uh, His cap hit uh, just real quick. Um, Kareem Hunt's cap hit. I was listening to a podcast today. Uh, his his cap hit is, is I think is around five million dollars um, mm. this year. So I think I don't know. They 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 may move off of that. We'll see. I, I think they should. 
Um, but you know, if if he becomes a free agent, then that that, that he's young enough to to warrant to to command you know a, a decent contract, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to see how that unfolds. Um, there should, there's going to be a lot of questions with a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of skill guys uh, this off this off season, and we have a couple yep. of weeks until we're able to see some of that. Yep. Uh, my next back, uh, Antonio Gibson, kind of the same thing with Chubb. Uh, a lot of touches. I mean, like you said before, uh, Gibson was fourth in carries and in red zone touches and six and in, in, six and in, uh, in rushing yards. But again, we heard the coach speak about, oh, he can be used like CMC, blah, blah, blah. And the season comes and they don't use them. They're using <laughs> some. <laughs> You're using a 30-year-old uh, to, uh, McKissick to, to, uh, take care, to take care of all the third down work. So and he was, was a, a better receiver in college than he was. Yeah, he was like, really yeah that's all he that, – that, he played running back, but they pretty much – he touched the ball like six times a game rushing, but they deployed him as a passing down back. So, it, I don't know. It's weird. It just – like – it just my it doesn't make sense, but I mean, I, I guess Rivera you. just knows better more than me. I don't know. I'm just I'm just somebody that talks about fantasy, so and we can criticize uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, my next running back was Ezekiel Elliott. Um, again, another back. He averaged uh, just under 15 fantasy points per game. Uh, somebody that started off fast and just kind of just died off as the season went on, dealing with injury. But in his case, this is somebody that we we rather see the backup get a little more involved in the, you know, just overall running and passing. So this yeah. is why I had him in this range. But as you know, Zeke gets a lot of volume. So he's still definitely very viable in, in fantasy. Uh, and then my other backs that that ran off my tier four were uh, David Montgomery, Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Elijah Mitchell and Aaron. Uh, Aaron Jones. I mean, outside of Aaron Jones, all these three backs are pretty much similar in terms. Of, well, let, let me take that back. Uh, David Montgomery and, and Jacobs are similar in terms of they can they can handle both the the run the running and the passing, but for a reason they don't really get utilized in that manner. Uh, Aaron Jones, we've seen we've seen him produce a uh, top five running back production, but the split carries with, with AJ Dillon, especially the concerning. second half of the season was very concerning. AJ Dillon scored 50 more fantasy points than he did uh, from week nine to week 18. I know, mm-hmm. uh, I know Aaron mm-hmm. Jones dealt with uh, injury for like a couple weeks, but that's very telling when your backup is scoring that many, getting that more opportunities than you. Um, and then, you know, and then um, uh, Mitchell, I mean, he he's the number one as you saw, as you saw when he was healthy he got majority of the work he was number three in running backs with the eighty percent opportunity share so uh, that's my tier four who you got yeah so my tier four I have I have seven running backs in my tier four and it starts with um, a young young second year guy Michael Carter Michael Carter okay. for the Jets um, you know he's you know, I, I think I think he's uh he's he's a pretty solid back. Um, in in weeks eight through eleven, you know, he had that you know that kind of that that explosion. Uh, he had four hundred and five mm-hmm. scrimmage yards, which was third in the NFL. Uh, missed tackles force. He had twenty missed tackles force, which was fourth in the NFL. Um, and on the season, um, you know, he had a twenty three uh, percent targets per route run. 
So when he was on the field, he was getting targeted um, quite a bit um, by the quarterbacks. I'm never in there. There's a lot of quarterbacks that played for the Jets this past year. You know, Zach Wilson played, Mike White played, <laughs> Josh Johnson played. I think Joe Flacco played. So he has a lot. They had, there was a lot of quarterbacks, but one thing that they knew to, knew to do was throw the ball to Michael Carter because he's pretty talented. So I think uh, you know, year two, he can only he can he can only get better. Um, next, I have Miles Sanders. You know, I, I still believe in his talent. Um, he showed he sh- he showed a lot. You know, in his first couple of years in the league, um, but he didn't score any touchdowns last year. And it was the most one of the most frustrating fantasy seasons from a from a back that I've I've ever seen, um, where every other back that was behind him in the depth chart scored a touchdown. Like everybody that ran the ball for the Eagles, except Miles Sanders, scored a touchdown. Like it, it was it was truly bizarre. An anomaly, and um, I'm 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 definitely going to be buying a lot of Miles Sanders this offseason um, in dynasty leagues, and in um and in, in I'll be targeting him pretty heavily in redraft this, this upcoming year. I think he's going to be a free agent in 2023 or 2024. Yep. I can't I'm not sure, but um but yeah, I, I like Miles Sanders uh to bounce back this past this next year. Um, I have next I have AJ Dillon. You you kind of you know touched you know touched on him already. We touched on him already just a little bit. Um, you know, he, he started to come on strong over the last, you know, um, over the last several weeks of the season, uh, out producing Aaron Jones, um, you know, down the stretch, um, and, you know, starting some games and getting more, obviously getting more carries. He was even getting some, some usage in the passing game, which was bizarre. Um, but he was showing that he could actually catch the ball. Um, not as, not as competent or as capable as Aaron Jones, but he was still catching the ball when they threw when they threw it to him. So, um, that, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's something to be said there. Um, next, I have J.K. Dobbins. We know he didn't play last year. Tore his knee up. I have him this low because I think his recovery is going to take a little bit longer because he tore multiple ligaments, not just the ACL. He tore the MCL. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some. There might be some other damage in there. I'm not sure, but um, I know he, I know it's at least the ACL and MCL. So it's going to yeah. take a little bit longer for him to get back um, to full strength. Otherwise, he'd be up. He'd he'd be up a couple of tiers because of his talent and in that uh, in that Ravens running game. And rounding out, I have Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I think he's he he still has a lot left in the tank. He has 67 touchdowns over you know since 2016, um, and he has he's had back-to-back seasons with 10 touchdowns um you know everybody pretty much you know pronounced him dead before the season um and he you know showed that hey look he's i i could still produce i could still rip off long runs um we got this rookie that we drafted that's supposed to be you know doing doing his thing but i'm i'm still here too uh so um you know i i like melvin gordon here even even when even no matter i think no matter where he goes he's gonna make an impact even if it's back in denver I think he may make an impact. Um, and then just rounding out this tier, I have Damien Harris uh, for the Patriots. Um, he had a solid year this past year. He had 15 touchdowns, um, just shy of a thousand yards rushing. Um, I think, or yeah, just shy of a thousand yards rushing. Um, and that new, new, only reason I don't have him a little bit higher is because of his lack of uh, usage in the passing game. Um, they, you know, obviously they have, you know, James, uh, J- James White and they have uh, Ramon J. Stevenson that was catching a lot more passes as well. Um, but he he'd be much higher um, if he if he was more involved in the passing game and ra- and then finally um, I have Devin Singletary for the last running back in this tier. Um, he came on strong, um, you know, over the you know the last six. There was like a, a six week span late in the season where he had 113 touches versus 21 touches combined between Zach Moss and and, and Matt Breida. 
Um, and in that span, he had, had just shy of 21 fantasy points per game, um, 80% touches and snaps. So he was a workhorse for that Buffalo Bills offense. Um, and he was producing. He was producing. If you had him on your team, he probably won you a championship um, in, in redraft. Or maybe if you, have, if you had him in dynasty, he probably won you a ring because uh, he was producing. Um, but there is speculation that Buffalo may add a running back either in free agency or in the draft. So that's just yeah. something to look out for. Um, you know, this, this off season for the bills, but Devin Singletary, he was, he came on strong. Yeah, he did. He did. Tier five. Who you got? Tier five. Tier five is my final tier. Um, I, I have this tier starting off. Um, there's, there's, there's a theme with this tier. It's just a lot of guys that they're, they're either in ambiguous backfields or you're not sure, not certain what's going to happen with them, um, you know, this off season, but I'll start with Tony Pollard. You know, I, I think, um, and, this, and this backfield is not really ambiguous because you know if if Zeke is is, is healthy and starting, he's going to get the majority of the touches. We both we both already touched touched on that that we believe that Tony Pollard should be on the field more to basically um, you know give the defense a lot more to defend, a lot more blades of grass to defend as opposed to just focusing on just one guy. Um, yep. But per PFF, like. Tony Pollard graded better than Zeke as a rusher, a receiver, a pass blocker, and a run blocker. Yeah. Um, and, per player, and, and then, yeah, and then per playerprofiler.com, he was ninth in yards created per touch, and he had 6.2 yards, um, average 6.2 yards per touch. So, I mean, he was efficient with his touches. He had over 1,000 yards, um, 1,000 scrimmage yards, and but only had two touchdowns. Um, and that and that's probably mostly – and that's probably why, you know, um, he, he was – he was and the, and the reason because of that is because he wasn't on the field as much as he should be. His snap share wasn't where we, where we would have liked. But, yeah, no, I, I, liked, I liked Tony Pollard to, to, to kind of take a step forward, and I, I, I you know – we we're having we have Kellen Moore coming back. Um, hopefully, they deploy Tony Pollard a little bit more. And please, like, stop letting the defense off the hook for crying out loud. Like, get your best players <laughs> on the field, your most talented, your most explosive players on the field. Um, next, I have James Conner. Um, we we touched on him on previous shows. He's a free agent. We're not sure where he's going to go. Um, we did, um, we did see a clip from King Cliff Kingsbury talking about James Conner, saying how they like him and they like you know Benjamin. Um, so we're we're not sure uh, if and, and they know that they can't they can't resign Conner and Chase Edmonds, who's yeah. a, who's a couple of, who's a couple of uh, slots down this list as well. Um, they're in a similar predicament. Um, you know, me personally, I I probably would keep Chase Edmonds over James Conner because, you know, uh, Ch- Chase Edmonds has more versatility because um, he can catch he he especially as a receiver and I think he fits the offense a little bit better. Uh, James Conner had all those goal line carries, all those goal line touches, and all those touchdowns, which is great. But you know, we always we 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 see from year to year touchdown regression, and James Conner has been historically injury prone, right? So. Um, I think, you know, if, you know, James Conner goes to another place, another team, I don't think he'll have this, a similar impact um, as he did in Arizona. But it was great to see him um, kind of revive his career um, to a degree um, when he went to Arizona. Um, so we'll just, we'll see how that, you know, that back, backfield in Arizona shakes out. Um, and then uh, between them, I have Kareem Hunt. Uh, we t- kind of touched on him um, earlier. If he goes to another place or they, let's say Cleveland releases him, uh, he's a primary back. He's a number one back. Um, we've seen him produce, um, you know, RB one numbers in Kansas City um, for multiple seasons. So 
we know we know his talent is 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 immense. So if he gets released and he can go to a place like Buffalo or a place like Atlanta or somewhere, or you know, I, I think you know there's there's opportunities for for Kareem Hunt to to return back to you know RB one uh, status. Um, and then af- and then just rounding out this tier, I have the three rookie running backs uh, starting with Brees Hall. Um, you know, Brees Hall, super talented cat. Um, we we got excited to see where he goes um, in the NFL. Uh, in the NFL draft, um, he's going to be a stud no matter where he lands. Um, and I think he's a day one starter. Um, uh, and, and after that, I have Isaiah Spiller and then Kenneth Walker. Um, so I have the rookie running back scheme just kind of you know rounding out this tier um, just for the simple fact that they're just immensely talented and and they can pretty much, you know, step in and, and produce from, uh, from day one in, fan, in fantasy because we see every year rookie running backs just ball out. Um, there's there's always yep. there's always a select few running. And I think this 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 is obviously the, this is the cream of the crop. So these three guys will definitely be, um, you know, forces um, in, the, in the fan in the in the. In fantasy football in 2022, and then my last two guys on this list are James Robinson and Travis Etienne, teammates for you know Jacksonville. We have obviously we haven't seen you know Travis Etienne play a single down. I'm in the NFL, and James yeah. Robinson is uh, recovering from the Achilles injury. But we have seen you know multiple cases of players returning from Achilles injuries a little bit quicker. But he tore his Achilles, I think, in November or December, so he may miss. Yeah. A little bit of the you know the first part of the season, but who knows? Maybe he heals like Wolverine, like Cam Akers did, and he came <laughs> a little bit sooner. Uh, we don't know. We'll have, well, that remains to be seen. And word the word was Travis Etienne was healthy enough to play towards the end of the season, but they just decided to hold him out. And yeah. So yeah. he should be he should be fully healthy going into the off season. Um, and we'll we'll see you know what he what he, what he can do and what he can produce. He was a mega producer in college and at Clemson. So that familiarity he had with Trevor Lawrence um, should come in should come in handy. So yeah, that's that is my those are my running back tiers. Okay, all right. So I actually have another tier under my tier five. So uh, my tier five goes as uh, J.K. Uh, Dobbins, uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, Miles Sanders, uh, AJ Dillon, Travis Etienne, Michael Carter, uh, Damian William, uh, Damian Harris, uh, Singletary, C, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, James Connor, and Tony Pollard. Uh, to highlight this one, uh, like you said, JK, why I have him this low, uh, is he tore his ACL last year. And then just, uh, just the situation in Baltimore because he ha- he'll have to be dealing with Lamar. He has to be uh, dealing with. Uh, don't forget Gus the bus. Like these are also two other people that run the ball that do it very effectively. So Gus also tore his ACL though. He did. He did also tear his ACL. Uh, so for JK to be top twelve running back, he would have to be super efficient with the touches because I can't imagine him dealing with two other people where he gets. 200, 250 rush, rush attempts, he'll be in the range about 165 to 175, and he has to be very efficient with those touches, in my opinion. Another person, Leonard Fournette, I mean, we saw what he did last year with pretty much the last two years, year and some change with, with Tom Brady. He This past year, he was third in running back uh, points per game at 18 
little over 18. Uh, majority of that came from his uh, his work in the passing game. Uh, Tom Brady unlocked him. He was number three in targets uh, for running backs, and he was uh, number seven in target share. So uh, whoever he finds his landing spot, hopefully they'll utilize him in the passing game also like Temple Bay has done this pa- the past year in, in some change. Miles Sanders, you've already hit on it. Dude didn't score any touchdowns for whatever reason. He he also is fighting carries with Hurts. He was fighting carries from Howard, Gainwell, Scott, and whoever else that they pulled from the scrap heap. So I don't who who knows what what Philly's gonna do. But he was very efficient with the touches that he did have, which is which is the only thing promising for him. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, like you mentioned with uh, with James Conner, I, I actually prefer James Conner over Chase Edmonds. I'm hoping that they keep Ed, uh, keep Conner because they've already they've, if they also talked up, uh, ben, uh, you know, Benjamin, Benjamin, like they like him. So I feel like if they're going to try to replicate what they did the previous year, then Conner would be the, the running back they keep and they just let. Let Edmonds fly in the wind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just my opinion. I think I, I thought James Conner was very effective for what they asked him to do. And then my and then my last tier, my uh, my sixth tier, I have the uh, the rookie running backs, Brees, Isaiah Walker. You've already talked talked about them. Uh, if they get the draft capital, then they'll definitely uh, would move up tiers because they would probably be the the bell cow or the number one for sure um, yeah. and then i also have uh, melvin gordon uh kareem hunt and ramondre stevenson uh, he's somebody that i'm definitely sleeping on uh, i think new england i mean if we, we saw what he did last year like i know before the draft last year we were talking about oh man he looked slow and looked this and that and then when we actually saw him he's like oh shit like this dude's footwork is move. great he can move yeah. he can catch he can do everything um, mm-hmm. And then we saw whenever he had the actual like workload, like he was the num- main back. He looked really good. He was uh, cooking, man. Damien, yeah, Damien, this is his contract year. So I just imagine that they ride him out and, you know, just let Mar- Ramondre just you know slide right in the next year. Uh, but I think they'll definitely use him this year and, and we'll see him again, like being used. I think they'll use him in the passing game more depending on how they attack free agency. If they think about, you know, bringing, bringing a running back a uh, passion down specialist or i mean they stick with with uh Ramondre and yeah. l- allow him to handle that so that is my tier so i know notable left off was james robinson uh i left him off because the injury i don't know how he's going to come back um i wanted to put daryl uh daryl henderson um but i believe that they're going to give more work to to uh, Cam, so I didn't want to put him in here either. Uh, and probably people are probably wondering, like, where's uh, Rashad Penny? I mean, you, your co- uh, coach Pete already came out and said that that Carson sounded like Carson was going to be the guy. So I'm like, yeah. I, and Penny's a free agent, so I don't know what what's going to happen with him. He he flashed for five games for his four year career. So I mean, I don't know what to tell you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, that he was another one that I left off as well, just for that very reason. Um, even though he smashed, like smashed yeah. the last league like, winner, like, league like definition of a league winner. I know that term gets used a lot, and you know, often, often uh, misused. But he was he was the, the, the definition of a league winner at six point three yards per carry. Like yeah. that's 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 crazy to me. But yeah, you know, uh, you know, Coach Pete loves him some Chris Carson. 
he can't quit. He can't quit Carson. Um, and he loves establishing it. So maybe he'll be back on, on a, on a small <laughs> deal. Who knows? Um, and also I left off, I left off Clyde Edwards a lair because <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I mean, he, he's been such a, he's been such a disappointment since he stepped into the league. Like he doesn't have, he, he doesn't have the explosiveness that we would like from a number one back. Um, and there's people on this, you know, there's, there's running backs in, on his depth chart that are outproducing him. Um, yeah. you know, pretty frequent, you know, more often than you would more more often than you would like to see. Um he, he look, he's still average, you know, just shy of twelve fantasy points per game. And that's kind of on par with, you know, kind of an average running back. But you know, at the end of the day, like you're 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 drafting him as like a top fifteen back and he produces like a top forty back, right? So it's just top forty five. Yeah. Like he's not returning the value that he's supposed to be giving you. So um, you know, I I, I left him off this tier. I left him off my tiers entirely until, you know, maybe he Maybe he turns the corner this off season. Um, there's there could be or you know this this upcoming year maybe he turns the corner. I don't know. Um, I know this free you know there's uh, Daryl Daryl Williams is a free agent and Jerry, Jerry McKinnon I think is a free agent. Maybe they don't. You know we'll see what they what they do if if they add another running back or I, I'm not sure. But I, I left them off there and you know he he'll, he's just gonna have to show me. He's gonna have to show me. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I was he was one of those running backs where I was really fighting like I was like really trying to convince myself of like even when I put him on there I'm just like man I just felt dirty like I was rolling in mud or something so I don't know maybe we'll see hopefully something happens I mean he was I mean he was touted as a passing down like a passing specialist and he they don't use them at all. They don't, the they, don't game, so. they don't throw the ball or just I don't know <laughs> they throw, they throw Williams the ball I mean, I remember yeah. Darren Williams had a 100-yard receiving game against the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. We've never seen that from yeah. TBH in the NFL yet. Jerry McKinnon, yeah. he's been a stud receiver out of the backfield. Yeah. We haven't seen that from TBH yet. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, th- this was a very good exercise. I know it's early. It's early in the in the game. I know people are, might not even be thinking about, you know, redraft rankings or whatnot, but it's a good exercise to, to you know, do. And then, you know, you, you can come back to it, you know, around training camp and, you know, things turn around and change or whatnot. So, you know, it's a good exercise. We did have, as you can see, we did our, our, our tiers were a little different, but uh, hopefully you got a good idea of how we were thinking about how we, why we put these players where they, we, where we put them at. So next week, we're going to do this again with the wide receivers. That should be definitely uh, a, a fun one for sure. Uh, Cause I know, I know Ike love, loves, loves, loves him some wide receivers. I love me some uh, wide receivers, man. Yeah, me too. So that should definitely be a, a good one for sure. Uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, nah, I mean, we're, we're going to definitely revisit these tiers again, you know, just our team. We'll probably do another tier series, like right before the season, uh, you know, yeah. a little bit close, you know, a little bit, you know, as the off season progresses, things will unfold, things will change. You know, we'll have injuries, we'll have, you know, risers, we'll have fallers, we'll have all these different variables that are, they're going to be moving and shaking. So we'll, these are just kind of preliminary, uh, you know, tiers just kind of give us a, you know, an idea of like a fa- or foundation, uh, to start. Um, so yeah, just stay tuned for all, for all that. Yeah. And again, you can find us on, on Twitter at off the line FF. Uh, that's our official Twitter handle. Uh, you know, you can find us on all streaming platforms. Just search us under the destination Devi, and then you'll find us. You'll find them, uh, Adam and Mike with 4D chess. You'll find Ben with uh, elite seekers. You'll find wake up, wake up with Ray G and, and Jay rich, you know, 
get tapped in with us, you know. Uh, also, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be getting active with, with prize picks pretty soon in terms of like the futures. If you're on prize picks right now, you know that they got the, the uh, NFL futures. They got, they got running backs, some running backs, some quarterbacks, some wide receivers. So we'll be hitting those soon because those lines look pretty, pretty good. So uh, they come. Oh, yeah. Little, just real quick. Real quick on that prize picks, if you guys yeah. so this is this is this is like a freebie that I'm gonna give out. Um, we we give our freebies all the time, but this is one that <laughs> it just kind of you know particularly caught my eye. Um, it caught my eye like maybe around the Super Bowl. So the last two seasons, the Super Bowl has been played or has been hosted, um, you know, by you know. So basically, the Rams they host they host Super Bowl in their home stadium. Tampa Bay they host the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So this upcoming season, twenty twenty three, it'll be in Arizona. Hmm. Now, wouldn't it be something if you know, you know, Kyler Murray? We you know, the Arizona they you know, there's they're they're at odds right now um, with regards to with whether or not they see him or they view him as their future i mean they I, they should um, but although kyler had to, does have to play better he's not really in that great of a position to demand stuff um he has to play better himself but wouldn't it be something that they just kind of you know write the ship they make a run they start out like nine and oh or some shit and then you know they end up being the one seed and they win a couple playoff games and they they're they're hosting the super bowl it's not out of the wrong possibility to you know to to put to put a little something on the arizona cardinals to at least win the nfc I wouldn't say necessarily to win, to win it all, but I mean, it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I think a lot of the numbers nope. that I saw were plus 2,500 um, around that 2,500, 25, basically yeah. 25 to one. Um, so that that's some, just something to think about um, that. This is, this is no, by no means am I saying Arizona is going to win Super Bowl. <laughs> But I'm just saying, <laughs> if you have a little spare change, you have a little, little, little bit in that rainy day fund or what, or whatnot, you know, sprinkle a little something on that and see what happens. Never yeah, know. Yeah. You never know. But on that note, you know, this is Eugene. You can follow me at fantasy genius, G E N E S. You can follow Ike at just underscore Ike Oh nine until next week. Y'all be safe. Enjoy the combine. Get excited for the, for the underwear Olympics and we'll holler at y'all soon. Peace out. Peace out.